Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and you can see more of my photos and information about me at billynewmanphoto.com. You can also check me out on Twitter. That's at Billy Newman. Um, today, I was going to be talking about uh, a project that I want to be working on over the next year, and I think I mentioned it in the last podcast, but I didn't really get get into it too much uh, when I was talking with Dave. Um, but uh, the project is going to be uh, kind of a continued video project. I haven't done video in a long time. Uh, in fact, I want to I want to get back into shooting a little bit more video and, and kind of, I don't know, I guess, you know, I've been really focused on doing analog film photo stuff. I really like doing the film photos and I really like scanning them, but uh, I'm interested in, in trying to do uh, a few more video projects that are a little bit more complicated or a few things that are a little closer to what I want to do, uh, projects that I'm interested in, things that are a little bit more of like a, a passion project or something that just kind of piques my interest and it's something that I want to try and participate in. Um, and so I think I'm, I'm kind of uh, following up on one of those ideas now. And uh, it's probably going to take like a year or so to put together. But uh, I've been interested in trying to put together a documentary film, probably nothing super serious, just, uh, you know, something that it'll go on YouTube and Vimeo and it'll be uh, just kind of a, a project demonstrating, uh, you know, some some stuff that I can do. And uh, hopefully what I'm what I'm really trying to, to focus on in on is uh, is trying to do uh, video and time lapse uh, projects. Uh, over the course of a few months that I can kind of compile into a lot of this B-roll that I can use uh, to show this, uh, this landscape, um, well, this, you know, kind of a landscape documentary uh, project of Eastern Oregon, uh, I think is what I wanted to focus on. So it'll be, it'll be uh, specifically, I guess, Eastern, Eastern Oregon and uh, maybe a few other areas in Oregon. Um, and it's going to document a lot of the, the landscape there, but it's really going to do that through the angle of early anthropology and early human history, um, that's that's still visible in Eastern Oregon and in uh, in the Columbia River Gorge. I think are probably two places that'll be focused on quite a bit. Uh, and I'm I'm gonna try and do this um, uh, really to to well, I guess I should say to drill down on uh, just the beginning of the Native American culture that moved over across the Bering Strait and then down into the Oregon area. Um, during the ice age, some say just before the ice age, some say many years, many thousands of years later. Um, but there's uh, there's word out there, there's research that indicates that there were uh, Clovis uh, people in the Eastern Oregon area, which would be like 9,000, 10,000 years ago, if I understand right. And I think that's identified because they found uh, Clovis points out there in Eastern Oregon. Um, and so, uh, I think that it's just kind of been an interest of mine of uh, the development of human history and the the cultural traditions that existed out here in that type of landscape thousands of years ago. Um, so that's what I want to try and investigate and try and uh, get into. And then I'm going to try and uh, sort of pull out a, th a thread in that that I can use as uh, as part of a way to tell a story. I don't think that I want to do recent history as much, though that might be a part of it. Um, would be uh, like part of the Indian Wars that took place in Oregon. That's a really strange thing, man. I'm like, that's a recent history thing. You know, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's like turn of the century sort of stuff. But uh, gosh, like, uh, you know, two, two or three generations ago, there were people that were in the area that were participating in or aware of in the news, the Indian Wars that were going on outside the Willamette Valley or, I don't know, near Roseburg or out in Eastern Oregon. Well, I mean, it was like the 1880s when the Captain Jack stuff happened down in, uh, in Northern California and on the border of Oregon near Klamath Lake. I mean, that's a, that's a strange thing that it's, you know, it's just, it's pretty recent, it seems. Um, 
so uh, I think part of it is the idea is just to go through and sort out some kind of story structure, some sort of common thread or theme that uh, that we can go through on and you know sort of have some interest or some poll on, and uh, we can shoot around that. Um, but my hope is to to kind of research and then find that out. And there's a few contexts that that I'm interested in identifying and then. Uh, trying to get interviews with them. So I, I don't want it to really involve v, me very much. And I don't want it to be too much of like an Oregon field guide story. Um, but, uh, you know, that's uh, essentially that's uh, that's part of it. I want to try and implement uh, some new kind of cinematography ideas that I have for uh, for trying to put together um, just angles and shots and, and the photographic way that uh, that a scene or a video shot looks. I want to try and work on that and get some interesting pieces that uh, that are just really high quality. Um, I think it's a, I, I don't know, I'm looking at a lot of people right now uh, doing or working on documentary pieces and video projects and film pieces. And I see a lot of people move into this 4K market, which I'm interested in. And I think it'd be, well, I think it'd be great. I mean, gosh, if I could just uh, just float right into shooting 4K and editing 4K, I guess it'd be great. But uh, I think it's it's really just going to focus on, um, you know, the equipment that we have and, and kind of leveraging that to, to try and make a cool project. And I, I, I mean, like I was kind of talking about, I, I noticed uh I noticed the other day, it's strange when you start getting old, but I noticed that this video project that I did is like from 2009. That's like the last time I did like an interesting video project that I liked. I mean, I've done, you know, whatever since, but, um, but I remember like doing, uh, like it was like, you know, a college student film, um, it was kind of the last time that I was really into it. Um, and so since then it's, it's kind of dropped out for me, but, uh, I'm trying to get back into it. And I think that this project out in Eastern Oregon is going to be a good caveat for two reasons, really. Uh, one of them is going to be that, uh, it gives me an excuse to, uh, go camping every Friday from like April till, I don't know, August or something or whenever it is that, uh, that I end up finishing. Um, but I, I, that's going to be a real big focus of it is, is just really uh, having an intense or like an intensive project that I have to go work on. I have to go out to these locations uh, in Eastern Oregon and I have to capture them. And there's some sort of structure around why I need to go there and on what timeline I need to go there. And I do want this kind of constraint on myself because I've wanted to go out to that area for a long time or, you know, I just, you know, you want to go and uh, I'd love to have this, this, you know, just array of different projects that I have to go out on weekend after weekend to go out to the Alvord and then to Silver Falls or Silver Lake or I don't know, Fort Rock and then up toward Prineville or, you know, whatever area in, uh, in Eastern Oregon you want to go to. But there's really no qualification or there's no qualifying reason why I have to go out there. There's no job, there's no association with it. And it's really just kind of a, a haphazard event of, you know, going out and camping and shooting photos. Um, and, I like that kind of way of camping. That's fun. But, uh, but the hope of this is to really, uh, dig in and, and get, I get more entrenched in some of these projects. So instead of just going out to try and get a, a photo capture, I want to try and work more long-term and get a body of work that sort of explains or, or kind of catalogs this whole entire event, this whole piece of research, and then have that presented in, in one full piece, um, later on. And I think there's going to be more value in that. I think it also just will be good um, for me to kind of express my interest in that way. And I think it, it kind of diversifies, uh, you know, different parts of things that I want to do and, and learn and work on over the next, uh, you know, like next decade. I think it'd be cool to try and put together a couple documentary films, you know, part-time. Um, because I, it, there's, there's people we know that have the media chops to do that. It doesn't take a lot and it's not out to, 
um, you know, reframe the world. It's just supposed to be a 45 minute video piece about, uh, about the native American experience in Eastern Oregon, you know, thousands of years ago. But it's strange because the reason that I think that that's an interesting topic, at least as a person who's lived in Oregon all my life, I just saw the, uh, the newspaper article the other day. It says that, um, in Oregon, we've just now in 2015, according to whatever projection they have, because I guess it's not an official census, but um, in 2015, Oregon now has the population of 4 million people. And then I kind of held on that for a few moments. And 4 million is really a lot of people. I mean, you know, it's more people I've seen in front of me. But uh, but as the, as the world goes, it doesn't seem like much. It seems like, what, 1% of the population of the United States, even though landmass-wise, it's really quite large. And you really notice that when you go out to Eastern Oregon, you see this really vast, expansive amount of land that's just not occupied by anyone. And then you start to kind of realize, oh, man, like in Oregon, the population's condensed to just the the Multnomah County area and uh, like, you know, the Portland, Beaverton, Hillsborough area, and then like Salem Eugene, I guess the Corvallis, Albany area, Bend, and then, you know, down south, there's uh, there's like Medford, Grants Pass, Roseburg, and Kay Falls, and then you're done with cities, or I guess there's LeGrand and uh, Baker out in eastern Oregon, but there's not much out there, um, and it seems like just outposts out there. It's really strange, you know, until you get out to, uh, until you get out on like I-84 and head into Boise, like where there's like Nampa and a few other towns, like right outside the Oregon border from Ontario, you really see the landscape change. And then you see the population just blossom into this huge amount of people that are just way out there. But we don't have anything like that in Oregon. I always thought that was peculiar. I thought there'd be enough water, enough uh, natural resource or, or I don't know, just positive reason to be in the Oregon area that, uh, that there'd be larger cities like it, maybe in the area of Bend or, or maybe like down in the area where Klamath Falls or Medford is. I, I would have thought just kind of geographically placing out where there are large cities. It seems like there's always one missing between Portland and San Francisco. And uh, I don't know, maybe you, 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 well, Sacramento's in the same spot. You can say Sacramento too, but I don't really count Sacramento as a metropolis and I don't really count it that separate from, uh, from the California or Northern California area. Um, but uh, it just it just seemed like somewhere in there there'd be a larger town either on the coast like a port city I don't know if uh, if Eureka and Humboldt would count as that but uh, um, but yeah I just thought that there'd be like a large kind of metropolis out there and uh, maybe that's uh, to come in the next uh, next couple centuries or something I don't know that or that was a curiosity of mine also is we think about. Uh, where we're at right now is, uh, you know, the modern era of these cities kind of being old. I live in Eugene. Eugene's 150 years old. There's really, there's really nothing there before that, but there is this history that exists in Oregon from, you know, far, far past that. And that's what I want to try and explore. Um, but we think of like the West coast as kind of being this permanent organization or these cities or towns or these structures that we have throughout the last century as being kind of these permanent uh, fixtures of the landscape that are out here. But really it's, it's, pretty, pretty tempered. Um, and so that made me think, you know, in the future, I'll get back to the past, the past historical Native American documentary stuff in a second, but in the future, it's going to be interesting to see how the land develops. They're talking about how in Michigan, not the rat hole again, but in Michigan, uh, Detroit is becoming one of the first ruins of the new world where there's just going to be vacated and it's going to be this vacant area. And it's not going to be, you know, used anymore. 
Um, and some projection. I doubt that'll happen wholly, but uh, it'll be interesting to see where these new places began, like in Oregon, like, is there going to be some small town right now that a hundred years from now is developed into this, you know, new, really big metropolis area because of whatever natural resource or whatever industry comes about that, uh, that can really cause an explosion of population in that area. Um, and I don't know, it, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, it seems like Oregon has quite a few uh, not natural resources to exploit, but more industries that it could be valuable in more industries that uh, Oregon can generate a positive economy in outside of like timber or I don't know what else it is. seems like nothing right now, but uh, it'll be curious to see what happens, you know, over the course of the next hundred years, if there's large population influxes or changes. Um, and it seems like, um, I think that's what, what was causing the increase of the population to hit 4 million was, uh, like a, was like 1.2, 1.5% increase per year of, uh, people moving into the state. Um, and I think primarily to the Portland area, probably because of the good press and the good public publicity that, uh, the, uh, Oregon department of tourism has been able to put forth on or toward the effort of, uh, promoting Oregon tourism. Um, it seems like it's gone quite well for him. And I think with uh, the more granular impact of a lot of the social media posts, I think people have started to notice that uh, there's a lot of places in Oregon that seem a lot cooler than places in Nebraska. Um, but uh, I don't know. It'll be cool. Um, so to get back to, uh, to talking about uh, the topic of trying to put together a documentary focusing on the, uh, I don't know, anthropogenic change that occurred in the state or region that would be known of as Oregon. Like where does the, the name of Oregon come from? I should do some research in that too. Um, but, uh, but really focusing in on a few of the tribes that are in the area, trying to talk to a few of uh, those tribal leaders is kind of on the path toward uh, accomplishing the project. And I'm hoping that I have a couple, uh, a couple of connections that might be able to at least get me closer to speaking with someone that's associated with the tribe or, uh, or someone that could uh, speak to the history of the native American people that lived in the, lived in the area pre the establishment of uh, white settlers on the West coast. Um, but I think I'm looking for like, uh, um, archaeological evidence of, uh, of the population in the area. So I want to try and find, uh, um, or I want to try and get an opportunity to photograph like these teepee rings or, uh, petroglyphs or, uh, just other native American artifacts that are kind of, uh, remains or, you know, remainders of, uh, of what kind of structures they had built or, or what kind of, uh, I don't know, just sort of paths or systems they use to sort of migrate across the land and uh, get game and, you know, camp and make weapons and all that sort of stuff. I want to try and try and document some piece of it um, through the process of, uh, of shooting a lot of video and, and really trying to focus in on a lot of the landscape stuff. Of, and maybe you might, uh, might focus on kind of a migratory path that they, uh, they would take like during their season to get from one area to another. Um, but, uh, but I'm not sure. I think uh, the, the primary thing for me is really just trying to demonstrate these landscapes in this, uh, you know, well-made cinema cinemagraphic way. Um, I'm trying to make them look, uh, kind of like the photographs that I try, that I make a lot of the time. And, uh, well, you know, we'll see what, uh, what kind of stuff comes of it. I'm, I'm really interested in trying to get into doing more aerial photography for this project. Uh, that's something that would be kind of on the target too of, uh, of things that I'd like to accomplish for it. But, uh, I'm pretty sure most of the video will be shot like with a DSLR and, and like a telephoto lens or, or a wide angle lens or, or time lapses, that sort of thing that are kind of compiled these components of the video or, or these graphic components of the video that are um, just sort of nice mornings, nice sunrises, nice, uh, 
not nice, but just uh, kind of specific or photographically composed elements of video that, uh, that I can drop into uh, to our project later. Um, but at this stage, that's really kind of the, the, the loose forming of it that I can put together. And then later, probably um, in the winter is when I'll, I'll try and uh, do a little bit of the pre-production stuff of it. And I don't know, that that's kind of an unfair way to talk about pre-production. I think uh, that really what I would mean would be, um, you know, contacting or calling a few people that would be uh, able to help me out or to put in a little bit of effort toward uh, emailing back and forth and then putting in a Skype call so we can get uh, some audio interview in or, or just some kind of notes created so we have some structure to work on when we're, when we're working on this, uh, this video project. Um, but it'll be cool. And uh, I think I'm excited uh, to, to do it really, I think for the schedule, you know, that's the type of project that I'm trying to build out now is uh, what can give me the best schedule. I seem to work, you know, I work a job during the week, but there's a lot in my life I want to accomplish. And I just don't, want to have the weekend before I get a chance to get in, you know, this, this event, this project, this type of thing. And, and so I want some type of uh, structure to get me out into uh, these interesting or I guess more advanced, more elevated locations to shoot photographs and shoot video or stock video or, um, you know, just kind of produce uh, sort of more focused ideas and more focused art, I think is kind of what I'm after too. I don't like the way that that sounds, but, but I really do want to try and become a, you know, a more focused artist. And, and I think, like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast is uh, kind of stretch out my work a little bit and focus in over, over a period of months and try and kind of work and rework um, a certain idea and, or the idea of um, explaining or photographing or getting imagery of uh, the anthropogenic effects of early human ancestry in Oregon. Um, so I'd like to track, uh, like I was saying, like the, the you know changes and of places that people were or the, the locations where uh, in the past they had found um, like I think there was a story like near Fort Rock where they had uh, they had found a cache of shoes that were really old. It's like one of the the oldest pieces of evidence that there were of uh, of early human ancestry over here. And I think that was based on like the carbon dating system that they uh, that they tested everything through. But it was these these uh, these shoes, these like little moccasins that were made out of uh, like hide. Um, that were in uh, this little this little cache area that was uh, uncovered at the turn of the century or, or later and later than the turn of the century, but um, but I think those kinds of stories are pretty interesting, and I think there's um, there's uh, some evidence to show that the like I mentioned the Clovis populations, which had the Clovis point, um, and it's this type of uh, this type of fluted bottom uh, that's indicative of the the style or the system of. Uh, of arrowhead manufacturing or arrowhead uh, shaping that they, <laughs> manufacturing um, <laughs> of arrowhead shaping. Uh, so the way that they'd, uh, they'd chip the obsidian or chip the, the rock that they were using um, would have this, uh, this fluted base to it, um, which you'll probably have to Google image search, but, um, but it's a little different than like the stem system uh, or the, I don't know, the little like Christmas tree shaped version of a, uh, of an arrowhead. Um, and I, I think that that was uh, maybe even pre, it might've been like, you know, more spear tip stuff. I don't even know if that was, uh, if that was arrow, like bow and arrow phase of human history, um, stuff I should find out doing research for, uh, for this documentary project, but, uh, it'll be really cool. I'm looking to, to kind of outline a lot of the experiences of trying to put it together, um, through the course of, uh, recording these podcasts and trying to put them out. And I think, It'd be cool too if, uh, if through the course of trying to do the pre-production of this, I can get interviews or, or get um, 
you know, in contact with people to do uh, Skype calls and kind of have conversations about it uh, in preparation for it. And so uh, it's a few projects like that that I want to work on this year is uh, a few things that kind of incorporate other people that I can communicate to other people about and um, get some information about their expertise and um, or just kind of build my research by getting to talk to these people and having them kind of, you know, inform me about uh, what's going on. And hopefully I can use that in uh, uh, the completion of, you know, these types of projects and uh, kind of pairing it with uh, the audio with photographs and video and, and with other video interviews of, uh, of people speaking about, uh, you know, what was going on in this topic. So it'd be cool stuff. I'm pretty excited to, to put that together. Um, along with a few other things, but, uh, but yeah, hoping to accomplish that or kind of complete the, the project by, uh, probably like next September. I'm trying to put a, a pretty long window on it just so, uh, so it's stretched out for a while and, uh, and then I don't know, release it, release it for the winter time. But, but another big part of this that I'm going to move into probably first is going to be setting up the, uh, the, cr the crowdfunding system of it. And that's what I'd like to do for this and for a couple of the projects. I'm trying to do this astronomy one, um, first actually i'm trying to get that accomplished um kind of by uh the early early january area or era and uh, i'll probably record a podcast on that uh coming up here pretty soon too but uh but what i'm trying to do is uh, set up like a patreon account put out content related to the projects that i'm working on um set up a gofundme page or or you know uh, i don't you know i don't know if this one this could qualify for a kickstarter is documentary of uh doing a, a thing in Eastern Oregon. I could probably get a little bit of cash for that. But uh, but yeah, I'm going to try and put together a Kickstarter campaign or a GoFundMe campaign and, uh, and just kind of get some st things rolling and try and communicate with other, uh, you know, creative people out there that are trying to work on their own projects and um, just sort of get more involved in that community of people um, to hopefully kind of generate some interaction and just, just kind of conversations between those people. It'd be cool. So thanks a lot for, uh, for staying, staying tuned and listening to me uh, gab on about uh, some future projects. Hopefully uh, more details on it come together over time. And uh, as you guys uh, stay tuned and stay subscribed to the Billy Newman photo podcast. Once again, I appreciate you guys uh, checking it out. You can check my stuff out at billynewmanphoto.com. You can see my photographs at at Billy Newman on Instagram. And uh, until next time, thank you very much for listening.